Hey guys, welcome to the Fellowship Greenville Students Podcast. This week, Matt Rexford continues our worship series talking about lament. He talks about how we can worship God when life is sour and how lament is a prayer in pain that leads to trusting God more. We look at four practical things we can do and read Psalm 13 that talks about lamenting. We hope you enjoy this message. All right, take a deep breath. My name is Matt Rexford, everybody. I don't know if I got to tell you that. I'm usually downstairs uh, leading some music, but I'm so glad to be with you today. I got a middle schooler. I got an eighth grader, so I'm a big fan. I'm a big fan of the age group, big fan of the demographic. Glad to be here. All right, to start off, help me review a couple of weeks. You've had a three-week mini-series on worship, right? So I came up and listened to Johnny the first week. Remember, tall guy, long, luscious hair. Remember that guy? He came in and talked. Tell me something that he said. Somebody raise their hand. If you can remember back, you can have some M&Ms if you give me a good one. What do you think? Good. What else? Worship was a lifestyle. You guys nailed it. What else? Look at you taking notes. Proud of you. Well, you were the first and the bravest. Ooh, these are attached. That would have been. So you can share those with uh, people around you if you want. Um, second week. I guess Hannah Tom came in. I didn't get to hear that one. But give me a little review on that. What was, what was some things Hannah Tom said? You guys are like candy. Now I'm ready to raise my hand. What do you think? She was curious about why people were raising their hands. Yeah, why they worshiped in certain ways corporately. Good. What else? What'd she say? posture of your heart, not the position of your hands. That's really good. Wish I'd have been here to hear it. What else? Okay, from what I understood, she talked about there's, there's times in our life of personal worship, right? When we're at home, prayer, Bible reading, other things, and then there's times of corporate, together worship, like you just had this morning. So all important. So for this third and final week, oh, I had a Kit Kat. I really liked that posture, and so even though you were first, I'm giving it to her. Just deal with it. It's going to be fine. Um, Today, for this third and final week, I want to talk about worship when life is sour, all right? When, When hard times hit, when you might be discouraged, depressed, hurt by others, angry, how do you worship in those times? Can you worship in those times? And I would say yes, and I think the Bible says yes, more importantly. So we're going to study something today called lament. Everybody say lament. And I want you to think of lament as like a specialized tool. So let's say you've been building like a a worship tool belt the last three weeks, okay? So you've got like the hammer of commitment, the hammer of lifestyle. you got like the screwdriver of public worship, and then... Maybe the wrench of private worship. And then today, I think this is like a power drill for tough jobs that you pull out when you need it, okay? So here's my favorite simple definition of what lament is on the screen. Lament is a prayer in pain that leads to trust. So when you're in pain, this is a prayer that helps lead you to trust. Everybody say that together. Lament is a prayer in pain that leads to trust. That was super weak. I want you to do it again. Ready, go. Lament is a prayer in pain that leads to trust. That's right. So how in the world do you do that? What do you do? Oh, yeah. I had some Sour Patch Kids. 
Worshiping when life is sour. So the middle section, you didn't get any. So I want you to open these and share them with the middle, okay? I hope you think sour thoughts as we talk about this. You don't think he's going to share? All right, he's, he's trusting you. Are you reliable enough to share then? We'll give them to somebody else then. Who's got a good heart in the middle section? Aiden's got a good heart. He'll do it. All right. I want everybody to say T-cat. T-cat. You're like, what? I'll, I'll explain as we go. You got to say T-cat. All right. Do you know what this odd-looking creature is up here? That's a Thundercat. Yeah, that's an old cartoon called Thundercats. That's a T-cat. Do you know what this is right here? It's a tea cat. That's right. It's a cat drinking tea. It's a tea cat. Now, what in the world is tea cat? Well, hopefully it's a helpful way to remember the basic steps of what lament is. So you guys know what an acrostic is? It's like NBA is National Basketball Association. Okay, acrostic. So tea cat is an acrostic for lament. It's what it is. So I'm going to walk through them like for 10 minutes. So here they are on screen. So you see them right at the beginning. The first T is to turn to God. If you're taking notes, I know you are over there. Proud of you. The second one is C, bring your complaints. This is how we lament. The A stands for ask boldly. And then the final T is is to trust, to trust in God. This is the cycle of lament. So most of these thoughts I have are from a great book called Dark Clouds, Deep Mercy. If you want to write that down and you're intrigued by this and you want to take a deeper dive. Dark clouds, deep mercy. That's where I attribute a lot of this. So this is his outline. We see it in a lot of Psalms. We see it in the book of Lamentations in the Bible. So let's walk through these. All right, T-Cat's going to help me as we go. So, all right, T-Cat, what's the first one again? Help us. There it is. Turn to the Lord. All right. Our first step when you find yourself in a place of confusion, of life not going how you would want it is to keep turning to God. T is turn to God. Keep turning to prayer. We must decide that we're going to talk to God in the middle of the mess. Psalm 77 says, in the day of trouble, I seek the Lord. So to keep praying in your pain is an act of faith. And listen to this. It's better than silence. It's better than being quiet towards God. From the book, this is a quote, it says, giving God the silent treatment is the ultimate display of unbelief. It's giving in to despair. It's like acting like God doesn't care, God doesn't hear me. But when we keep, we keep dragging our thoughts, good or bad, we keep dragging them out into the open, that's when we can start dealing with them. So continue to pray your struggles, pray your questions, don't give up. That's the first part of turning to God. All right, T-Cat, what's the next one? All right. The second one is to bring your complaints. I don't know what happened to his voice there. He got a cold in between. So bring your complaints. Complaint seems like such a negative word to us, right? Your parents are probably always telling you not to complain. But we're not talking about a simple whininess like, it's too cold in this car. When are the seat warmers going to kick in? Has anybody ever said that? Yeah? Why can't I get the newest Xbox game the day it comes out, Mom? See, that's a complaining that we don't want, all right? It'll drop like 30 bucks, that's right. 
Um, we're not talking about petty whining, right? The Psalms are full of sorrow and fear and frustration and complaint. And you need to know that, that that's okay. It's not just anger and rage against God, but this type of complaint as you read it, it's like, it's like saying God's promises back to him because it feels like he's forgotten those promises in the moment. Another quote from the book, Biblical lament complains on the basis of our belief in who God is and what he can do. So we can bring our questions. We can say things like, why do you seem far away right now? Why does it seem like you're hiding from me? And isn't that comforting to know you don't have to stuff all those feelings deep inside? You don't have to put on a fake smile with God. That comforts me. He can handle all those things. So there's a few helpful hints to shape our complaint as we do that. Bring specific frustrations. Don't be so general that it means nothing. So I like to journal. I like to, to write some things as I've, I've gotten older. I've enjoyed that. I think that helps me sharpen like what I'm feeling, sharpen the prayer. So we come humbly. We're honest. And I try to be as specific as possible, not just feeling bad today, God, but what's, what's happening in my spirit? Why am I feeling that way? Try to to write that out and bring my complaints to God. Here's a great suggested phrase if you don't know what to say. God, I know that you aren't blank, but it feels like you are today. So you could say, God, I know that you aren't absent, but it feels like you are today. Or God, I know that you aren't mean to me in my life, but it feels like you are today. Those are okay to say those things to God. But to move through the steps of lament, we don't stop at complaint, okay? If you're worried right now, like, this doesn't sound Christian. This is, this is okay. So we turn to God. We bring our complaints. All right, T-Cat, what's number three? Help us out. All right, number three is to ask boldly, all right? Pretty sure that was a goat scream instead of a cat. Did anybody catch that? All right. It seems sometimes that the psalm writers... They were asking God, they were calling upon God with such authority that they were almost like commanding him to do things. Their confidence in God, it compelled them to make really bold requests of him. So our pain when we have difficult things, it has a way of awakening us to our need for God's help and helping us realize that we control nothing and we need God's help in the situation. So throughout the Psalms, we see themes and phrases like this. So listen to these. This is just like a category of requests that we see all through the Psalms. And maybe you hear one that you really relate to today. They, they present requests like this. Arise, O Lord, fix what is wrong with the world. Grant us help. Always a wise request. They say, remember your promises. Let justice be done. I like this one. Don't remember our sins. And thankfully, through the cross today, he does not remember our sins. They ask to restore us, bring us healing in any area. They ask God not to be silent, but to be near, to listen. They ask God to teach and to clear their name or their reputation. Just a quick list of, those are all kind of bold requests in the Psalms. And Hebrews 4 Again, on this side of the cross, listen to this. Since we have a great high priest in Jesus, let us then with confidence draw near to the throne of grace 
that we may receive mercy and find grace to help in our time of need. We can come near and ask boldly. So our fourth one, we're headed to our fourth animation. TCAT, what's our last one? Helps out. There he is. He's feeling fierce now. The fourth one is to trust in the Lord. The fourth one is. So our final step moving through lament is to trust, to choose to trust. Again, our suffering, our difficulty, it refines us what we trust in, how we talk about it. And so in almost all the Psalms of Lament, the writer is going to turn to the Lord, bring a complaint, ask a request, and then there's a twist at the end. This is really important. There's a turn. The, the author of the book that I liked, he calls it the yet bridge because they use the word yet a lot. So they say all that stuff and they go, yet or however, and then they pay attention to the things that they believe about the Lord. So I don't know how many of you are getting in the habit of Bible reading or joining with the church in the community Bible reading. We're doing the Psalms this year. I hope you'll, you'll jump in and read those with the rest of the church, maybe talk to your parents about them. But those words signal the turn to intentionally shift from the cause of the lament to trust in God's character and who he is, in his actions and in his promises. So they'll say things like, yes, I feel this way, yet... I have seen your goodness in my life. Yet, I will remember your mercy and your love. Yet, I believe that you're still faithful and you're working in my life. That really wraps up the cycle of lament. So, it's a movement all the way to active patience and trust. And then the next day, or maybe the next hour, minute, you can start that again and as your heart needs it. So, we're almost done here. Look at one psalm and then apply it in a couple of situations that you guys might face, and we'll head to small groups. So let's look at one great example in Psalm 13, okay? I'm going to read it through. It's going to be on the screen, and see if you can, as we read, see if you can notice that T-cat pattern that we talked about, all right? So the writer of Psalm 13, he's already turned to God because he addresses him, and then he starts like this. How long, O Lord, will you forget me forever? How long will you hide your face from me? How long must I take counsel in my soul and have sorrow in my heart all the day? How long shall my enemy be exalted over me? So what part of TCAT is that? The T, turn. Does that sound like complaint, maybe? Yeah, that's the C, complaint. So that's pretty honest, isn't it? Lord, you seem like you're hiding your face from me, forgetting me. Sorrow, enemies, not having a really fun time. So keep, keep going in verse 3. This is his request. All right, we're coming to asking. Consider and answer me, Lord my God. Light up my eyes, lest I sleep the sleep of death. And lest my enemy says, I prevailed over him. Lest my foes rejoice because I'm shaking. So these are his requests. He wants to know the Lord hears him and answers him. And delivers him from his enemies, right? Bold requests. And then the end of it, here's the yet bridge. I says but in this one, but this is trusting in the Lord. No matter what happens, he says, but I have trusted in your steadfast love. My heart shall rejoice in your salvation, and I will sing to the Lord because he has dealt bountifully with me. That's the cycle of lament, really simple. So I'd like to just apply it maybe to two, these are just two things off the top of my head I could think of that you might 
face in your life and how you might use lament to do that, like a practical application. So I know that um, a friend might hurt you at school. Boy or girl, friend just might not be as friendly as you thought they were. They might talk about, talk about you behind their back. They might hurt you in PE and not say they're sorry. All that stuff. So this is, this is your lament. This is an idea that I think this might be helpful instead of just like stuffing all your pain, instead of talking to all your other friends about how terrible that friend is. This is, a, this is the biblical way to like deal with this. So how about you take your pain to God in prayer. You pause. Maybe that afternoon when you get home, the next morning, maybe you write in a journal or just take a quiet minute to pray. And you say something like this. God, why did my friend turn on me like that? That was painful. That was embarrassing. You ask your request. God, please restore our friendship. Feels a little broken right now. Help me to be able to talk to them about it. Change their heart. Help me to forgive them. You bring these requests that are in your heart. And then you trust. You say something like, God, I trust that you're never going to betray me. You're faithful. And you stay the same from day to day. It's that simple. That's lament. But I found it to be so helpful in my life. The last year has been a little crazy, hasn't it? A little tumultuous. So I've even found a big spike in, in the way that I'm lamenting through through COVID, through a lot of things on the news that just produce anxiousness in an adult's heart, in, in a student's heart as well. And instead of just being all angsty about it all day, I'll be like, dude, you're all wound up. You need to slow down and lament and practice this. And I'll get a journal and be like, even lately, I was like, God, it feels like there's wars everywhere. Everyone's fighting about the vaccine. There's this, there's this, there's this. Just lay out my heart bring my requests, and then say, hey, you're in control of the whole world. You're in control of my body if I choose to get the vaccine, how it reacts. Like, all, all of these things just lay out to God and lament. So perhaps a final example, maybe this is a heavier one. You see your parents are fighting more than usual. That's very disconcerting. You bring it to the Lord. God, I turn my anxious heart to you. You bring your complaint I don't like it when my parents fight. It's hard to hear. It's hard to see. It makes the home feel unstable. You bring your request. You ask. You say, God, please restore their relationship. Give them humility. Give them love. Give them service for each other. And then you trust. God, I trust that you're in complete control of their lives, of my life, and that you comfort me right now in this uncertainty. This is lament. This is really how we endure through the Christian life with difficulty that will come in waves. So in musical terms, I like to think of it as the minor key language for our worship, and it's much needed. So turn, complain, ask, trust, TCAT, all right? Let's pray, everybody. You can head to small groups. Glad to be with you. God, we know that life won't always be easy. We thank you for lament to lead us to worship in the hard times, in the sour times. When we have pain, you're shaping us, God. You're not absent. When we have pain, you are, you're teaching us to trust you. And so please work that into these middle schoolers from an early age so that they can be 
excellent worshipers of you, for you are worthy of all of our worship, God. In Jesus' name, amen.